0: Brett, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing Brandon,
1: today? Thank you, mate. Appreciate you having me. I'm doing good. It's uh, the weather's just starting to pick up in Atlanta a bit, so we're we're getting a bit more warmer weather here, and uh, you know the year's sort of starting to pick back up. It was a quite a year with some work uh, with the film industry and that sort of thing, and 2024 is just feeling like a better year already. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah,
0: agreed, man. It's it's feeling very similar. I feel like 2024 is going to be a good year. Ready for spring too. Spring is approaching here in North Carolina. It's a beautiful day today in the 60s, so I'm definitely definitely feeling that. So Brett, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind to just introduce yourself and give a little bit about your background?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So my name's Brett solomono and uh, for the past 15 years, I've been a stuntman. Uh, I say off and on because it's never really been full time for me. It's just uh, you know one of the many uh, paying vocations that I've had. Uh, I've had more careers than most people have had jobs i say and uh, i've been dipping my toes in lots of different uh ways to get paid to serve people and have fun you know and stuntman being a stuntman the film and tv industry has been one of those for a long time um and it's just it's a fun day every day when you're on set because every day every movie is different every tv show different you know so there's always something uh that you've got to bring yourself to in a different way and i just love that that challenge um I've tried having a full-time job here and there. Uh, I, I think I lasted three months is the most I've ever had a full-time job for. It it just um, I don't know. I just I, I like soaking up different things, and I love life in that way. So um, yeah, stunt man is uh, is the core career, but lots of other things going on in between the times as well.
0: Very cool, man. That's well, fun. you're you're also I know you're a you're speaker. You you when we were talking last last time we chatted, actually you were you were in the middle of of a trucking business that you were working on. I can relate, mm-hmm. man. I, I've also right. I've ebbed and flowed with full-time jobs, not full-time jobs. I certainly find myself being more intrigued by the self-employment path, just being involved in, in a variety of projects. I, I get, I don't know about you, and I'm curious about how you think about this, but I can get bored, man. I get bored if I'm doing something too routine or if there's not a growth trajectory into something. I, I, I get stale on things and a lot of times that's that what happened in jobs in the past for me is I would just kind of hit like what feels like a ceiling and I just I don't know man I'm, I'm I am I want to grow I want to be pushing it's just it's and honestly the routine yeah. can sometimes be a little painful sometimes but I'm curious about your perspective that's, what's
1: yeah it's um I often wonder like am I broken or should I be doing something differently you know should I get a full-time job and just grow up you know that's sort of the the voice that sneaks in every now and again. But, um, usually that's just when I have a bit of a dry spell on the work front and maybe I don't have as much income or purpose or opportunity to serve. And that just, that's a dry spell that comes every now and again, maybe it's a couple of weeks, a couple of months, that kind of thing. Um, but I do think the world needs people like us, Brandon, who have that, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, drive the, the ADD, the ADHD entrepreneurial spirit kind of thing. And (laughs) You know, I, I say that not as a, a put up or a put down. It's it's just I'm trying to be at a I'm trying to be objective when I say that. It's that uh, we need lots of stimulation from different places, and I think that's a beautiful um, skill to have as a kind of a helicopter higher perspective. You you're part of this community and that community, and the friends that you have in this community and that community would never meet because they're just totally opposed. But somehow you spend time in both of those communities, and just you each of those communities have fulfills a different part of you. And I think it's the same with ideas and different random ideas, uh, that, that come together as one. Um, you know, you think about something like Steve jobs inventing or creating the iPhone and, uh, no one else would have thought to combine, uh, a phone with a screen with the internet, you know, just it, you think now it's like, Oh, it's obvious, but perhaps back then nobody else was thinking about it in such a way. Um, And it takes a certain person to have a big enough perspective and bring in lots of ideas. So I can definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, my public speaking, it, it definitely, uh, contributes to that having a diverse range of experiences, uh, and being able to speak to a lot of different types of clients and their needs, um, and what's going on for them. Lots of different metaphors. Um, you know, I never got a degree or anything like that, but I definitely made up for that with uh, with a lot of life experience and, um, yeah, my path is my path. So, uh, all those different things make me who I am, and and give me the unique um, template that I have, and the unique conversations that I have. And uh, there's a lot of magic to that for sure. So, you know, to those other people out there who are wondering what uh, what they should be doing with their life, it's like you're on the path. Not nothing's broken. Just keep going. Keep on that heart, because that's what got that's what's gotten to you to where you are. And it'll get you to where you need to be in future. And there's nothing broken right now, so don't try and fix it. Yeah,
0: I really resonate with what you were saying though, because I, I've also waffled on: Am I messing up? Am I doing it wrong? Shouldn't I just pick with a career and stick with it? I mean, honestly, this is stuff that I've talked with my wife about—it's hard. You know, we—I have a daughter, and changing jobs, and I don't want to be the con, perceived as irresponsible or not willing to do the hard things and and we've talked about this a lot and and I love a lot of the points you brought up because ultimately we need that diversity in the workforce and having different perspectives on work in general is powerful and I think the way that we're approaching that is a reflection of who we are and sometimes the world that we live in tells us that it's okay to only be one way and and that's not the truth and I think that's the the pushing back on living differently and and operating in a different way and and being truthful to who you are, because ultimately that's what this show's about is, is creating order within yourself by being authentic and and accepting who you are and living true to your path. And sometimes that path is, is very unconventional, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, there's something about the, uh, the human nature of what we have, which makes us compare things, you know, I'm taller than you, you're shorter than me, that kind of thing who's making more money, less money. Oh, if I want to make more money, I should be more like him. Um, or if I, he looked pretty chill. If I want to be more chill, I need to be like her, that kind of thing. Um, it's, uh, yeah. And, and the mind loves to jump in on that too, but it's, uh, the mind definitely needs to be a tool and subservient to the heart because otherwise, uh, we start letting the mind lead and, um, the car starts driving itself wherever it goes. And I think we can all relate to that, uh, anxiety and depression and the imposter syndrome and all these uh, voices in our head that we get associated with that. Are we doing it? Are we doing it right? You know, this life thing, are we doing it right? Um, yeah. It, it's, it's tough. And I, I definitely resonate with the, uh, the conversation around uh, that you mentioned about, you know, what I heard you say was Brandon, being, it, being a man and supporting your family, but also you've got to uh, support your own internal, Uh, not options, uh, not internal cause, because it's not as selfish as that, but it's the um, honor honor what you have, what you have to give. Um, And it can be hard when you don't have role models um, or or don't see it as obviously perhaps because we only see so much on Facebook, social media, through our friends and social groups about how people apply themselves to um, the work and, uh, whatever it might be and, and how we show up as men, uh, especially, because um, there's lots of different ways to contribute, but it's, it's not shown or spoken about men don't have these kind of conversations. And I, I just love that you're offering this, you know, essentially community, this, this one way megaphone to people and- providing stories like what you like what we're talking about today yeah
0: that's cool brett i appreciate you saying that man it means a lot too because really that's what it's about it's why i do this and i mean it's it's something that i love deeply and i mean you you said it though that because that is what it is you, you we have to balance the responsibilities and the reality that we live in the world that we live in you know we money is a, a, a crucial component of our existence i mean that's just the, the nature of life but how do we reconcile who we are and the way we want to show up in the world and and honoring those things. And and that's the challenge. And I think that's, that is in my mind, when I think about creating order within yourself, it's, it's learning to understand those components, what matters to you, the values that you have and the priorities that you care about. And how do you align Mm -hmm. your life to that? How do you find work that can, that can be a match to that? How can you work with people that are aligned with your values? And how can you show up in the world in an honest and truthful way? for people and, and lead by example. Cause I mean, you said it too, man, there, there aren't role models. I mean, it's, there are, but they're hard to find. And and truthfully, I've found many role models to be historical figures more than I have in today's mm-hmm. world. And I think that's a big challenge that we face, particularly in young men is how do you offer reasonable role models for life? That's and and for young men that are growing up. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of men in the world that are portraying ideals that are harmful as we grow up. And so I'm hoping that by sharing alternative perspectives, you can, you can offer those alternative paths so people can see that there are different ways to do things. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just at the end of the day, you know, we claim that so many things are objective Uh, you know this is this is the right way to do things this is the kind way this is the nice way the respectful way but really there is so many uh, so much subjectivity to all those things and you know different uh, definitions in the dictionary different dictionaries um, different interpretations of different things and and poetry the the poetry of these um, you know ancient laws and practices and religions that have been translated and reproduced again and again and uh, different uh, stories have been told about them for so long that it's gotten a little bit fragmented into multiple uh, directions which can be a bit crazy and chaotic and confusing for people who are looking for direction but there is beauty in that I think because the more fragmented and more ideas you get well you know don't just go to one source go to 10 of them go 20 of them and soak up everything you can and take what you like and leave what you don't. And I know, as a young man i've uh that was always my sort of thing is uh getting diversity rather than just one uh mentor or one friend because if if two people have made money in two opposite different ways, well, what's the difference? Is one right or wrong probably not um because they both did it, so maybe there's something I can learn from uh, both of them in some way um maybe I'll end up taking a closer path to one of them um over the other or maybe there's a blend of two but until i sort of try on both of those shirts i really don't know what um what shirt is gonna uh, fit me the best and and how i can make that work for myself so i think there is magic in coming back to the sort of running theme it seems to be here brandon the magic is in the diversity um to be able to sort of find your own path through there Um, find the commonalities to things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think and and Brett, that's the, you bring up a good point around something I've always loved to do as well is, is learn from things, take what works and leave the rest. And I think we can get very rigid about what, what works and what doesn't even what works for someone else may not work for each of us. And that's why exploring with an open mind, I think with a critical mind of skepticism and the ability to explore different ideas and challenge yourself is so crucial because that's how we expand. That's how we evolve. That's how we can learn about the world that we're a part of. And we can define and create a set of values. I think it's crucial for humans in general to have a set of values that they're operating by, to have a set of principles that they live by whether it's things that you resonate that may be found in a religious text or multiple religious texts, or if it's things that you've discovered reading fiction and and what you've pieced together as a a personal credo, if you will. I think Mm -hmm. it's having the ability to reflect on these things and think about what matters to us and operate from a level of intention is really what it's about because... We're never going to please everyone. There's always going to be disputes about certain things. But I guess this is and this is where for me, Brett, I, I love logic and debating and talking about different ideas and different perspectives, because when we can do that in a decent way, man, we can all grow and evolve together. But it's just we've gotten at a point now in society that at least in our modern society where having disagreements are our personal attacks and and. I think a lot of that is because we're not strong within ourselves. We don't have that grounded, rooted presence in a, in, in a process that we've reflected on in -hmm. ourself that we've reflected on. And when you're like that, man, and I'm sure you, and I'm curious because I feel like you've probably had these experiences. I know I certainly have, but you feel disconnected from the earth. You're kind of floating when Mm -hmm. you're, when you're not connected to who you are and what matters. I've found that as I've grounded myself in things that matter to me and the principles that I care about, I just care less and less about what others may think about me or how they may perceive me. And I'm only interested in connecting with honest and authentic people and and growing from that perspective. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. Brett, like, what's your take on on some of those things?
1: Um, Well, firstly, I heard the word honesty there and I definitely love honesty. Uh, One of my favorite quotes of my own is that when when you're honest everything happens faster you know if i like you brandon mm. i say hey brandon you're pretty cool would you like to hang out sometime and you say yes and we get to the nuts and bolts of it really quick what we're going to do what we're going to talk about everything happens faster but if you say mm. sorry i'm not feeling it um i don't feel like i want to invest time in you right now i've got other priorities i'm working with my my family um that's not for me cool done you know and that's that's that rather than Hey you seem really cool yeah let me give you a call next week and we delay the process um, and mm. I just think there's there's a magic to that uh, to that level of honesty which first you need to be authentic you need to be living from your own truth know who you are and uh, also know that that's changing every day so we have to learn to listen uh, to ourselves every day um, and it's you know I compare these kind of these values branded to what we're like, what we're talking about to like wearing a t shirt. You know, you put on a t shirt, it's your favorite t shirt, and then one day it doesn't fit you anymore, or one day it's got a big hole in it that you never noticed before. And you say, ah, maybe this is not my favorite t shirt anymore. Maybe I got to give it uh, a different use now, or uh, maybe it's just my at home only shirt because it, it does have a tear in it or something, but I still think it's my cool shirt because it feels good on me or whatever. Um, but we have to listen every day, and uh, that's The other part of the conversation is we are constantly going through our life, trying to get an identity for ourselves. My name's Brett. Yours is Brandon. What does that mean? I'm a stuntman. You're doing podcasts, blah, blah, blah. All these different definitions and descriptors come out. And then we say, cool, I've made it. My name's Brett. I'm a stuntman. And then (laughs) tomorrow I'm like, well, I don't really want to do stunts today. I want to do some public speaking, you know? And so this identity is constantly shifting and morphing, um, and it all points to the center of who we are, which cannot be described other than with all these other words, the podcaster, the, the, uh, the stuntman, the public speaker, everything's kind of pointing in this direction. But this is just a constantly, it's like the, um, you know, the magnetic poles of the earth, they, they're constantly moving around the earth. Um, but all you can do is just take a, uh, you know, triangulate a position with different um, with different compasses and you know magnetic compasses to try and find out where it is and you know there's a uh magnetic variation on all maps um from true north to the uh, magnetic north so yeah you just you got to lean into that and say yeah tomorrow's going to be different um which is not what the ego or the mind likes because the uh the ego and the mind likes to jump in and say i'm a i'm such and such we like to go to parties and say you know I'm name's brett i'm a stunt man and uh, such and such is and is an accountant or whatever because um, we want to know what, uh, what use we have to other people and how we fit in. And people want to know that, oh, nice to meet you, Brett. What do you do? So how do you know the guest or how do you know the host of the party? That kind of thing. There's always the the two most common questions to see how someone fits in and, uh, where the conversation might go from there. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful dance, you know, um, to work towards, you know, becoming a better podcaster, a better stunt man, a better public speaker, um, but also, being willing to uh, undo that, you know, I know we talked whatever it was a month ago um, and you know my truck business i I'd, I'd had a rough year with my truck business last year with the economy turning and and the freight market in in trucks definitely shifted and there's been a big tightening in that way with rates um, but uh yeah I, I told you i was I had a truck business a month ago, and in the last month, I made the hard decision to uh, to to close it, you know, and I have to find a way to sell my trucks at under market value to sell them off quickly. And there's a huge identity shift there saying, well, I think these trucks are worth 30,000, but I'm struggling to sell them for 20,000 right now. You know, it's a huge, I mean, it's just numbers on paper, but there's a huge identity there that, um, you know, Brett, the trucking stuntman where the Guinness World Record around trucks couldn't run a truck business. You know, there's a huge identity mm-hmm. shift there for mm-hmm. me and how I treat myself and speak to myself around that, um, and it's a big shift, you know. When people it, there's there's grief, you know. It's like it's like losing uh, a family member or, or breaking up with a long term partner. That's what it feels like. There's a huge identity shift for me around that. So um, I've done a lot of reconciling and and have made some big decisions. And thankfully, I've got you know some good. Uh, administrators and mentors and attorneys that have been able to help me out and move some things around, and um, it's going to be okay, and it always is going to be okay. Um, but you know, if I really was attached to that thirty thousand dollars paycheck from selling the truck, the mind's going to have an internal hemorrhage because nobody in their right mind would buy a twenty thousand dollar truck for thirty thousand dollars. So it's uh, yeah, there's a beautiful dance there with the, with the mind and the identity for sure. Um, all that to say, I don't remember the original question, but, uh, there's a bit of a, a bit of a tangent through there. So
0: no, Brett, that's great. I mean, honestly, that, that to me, that's what it's about is, is you're wrestling with, and we all wrestle with these components of our external identity, right? The identity that we're presenting ourselves to the world as the way that we're engaging with the world. I mean, you gave some specific examples right now, you're going through a bit of an identity change with how you're showing up as an entrepreneur and this trucking business that you tried and it didn't work out as you would liked. And now you're having to wrestle with the internal battle of, do you let go of these things? But I think that's the, I think that's what's so important about this is the external world is in a constant state of change, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Brett, you know this, I mean, you're a stuntman, you've you, 15 years as a career as a stuntman. There's a lot of variables, a lot of changing variables that I imagine you've had to wrestle with in your career. To be a successful stunt stuntman, even, even fulfilling the stunts themselves. And so when we can take those principles and apply them to our life, even though we have all this experience, we're constantly reminded of how hard that can be, right? How challenging that can be for us to step into that center of ourself. And that's why this is so challenging is because the world around us is changing, but being having a continuity in ourselves, having those that sense of self that doesn't identify with my job, with, with how I'm showing up. It's more about who I am at the core, the values that I care about, the, the, the way I live my life, job, money, things like that can always change. But Mm -hmm. the, the principles and the values that we bring to everything, man, are, are really what define who we are. And so I appreciate you being vulnerable about it, man, because that's not an easy place to be in. I can relate to it. I mean, I'm going through a lot of that now. I just started offering some freelance video editing services. And so it's just wrestling with the way we show up in the world, the way that we are honest with ourselves and the way that we can live. I think that's, that's, you said it several times already in the conversation. That's, that's the dance, isn't it? That's really the (laughs) dance
1: it It is a dance. and and pushing left and pushing right. It's like the you know the waltz or the two-step or whatever the dance might be. You're constantly shuffling. A dance is not just, I'm right here. you know, a dance is not stationary locked in. A dance is shuffling around and you're pushing and pulling the the masculine, the feminine, um, mm-hmm. or the 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 leader and the follower um, and and allowing that that shift, the weight to transfer the energy to move across the room for sure.
0: Well, I, I'm curious. So how would you, you know, being that you've been in a stuntman for 15 years and thinking about your life now, right? You're mm-hmm. you're shifting your perspectives. You're figuring out where you're going to go next. What are some of the principles that you've learned as a stuntman that can be applied to your life now in this somewhat unknown space?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think... um you know, as a, as a stunt man, um, I just really enjoyed the challenge of learning things and creating things. And again, every day was different. And between stunt jobs, I would do different other jobs that would pay me money to get to practice. Basically, that's what my mentor said, you know, cause I wanted to learn to drive, to stunt drive. And it's, it's quite expensive when you're sliding tires and cars around, you know? Um, and he mm-hmm. said, well, you better get paid to practice. Um, And, you know, it just blew my mind that I could get paid to practice that somebody else would pay me to do that. But, you know, everyone, there's lots of truck businesses out there, even now with the market the way it is uh, that need truck drivers and bus drivers and whatever else. Um, And you can get paid to practice and nobody's going to let you jump a truck or crash a truck. Um, But just learning the basics, uh, driving a a semi-truck from here to North Carolina, you know. Uh, to take some loads or whatever, you're going to learn a lot about how the truck moves and uh, the gears and uh, how the truck feels on the road and, and turning corners and and precisely putting the truck where you want it to be. A lot of um, drivers, Brandon, will you know just get in their lane and sit there and then switch their their mind off. Um, but mm-hmm. I would always try and refine that accuracy. You know, is it is it enough to get the ball, the basketball, into the hoop? Or do you want to get a swish and get it through the net without touching the rim every time? You know, that's a big difference. And I'm sure that many basketball players at the professional level play to that level of accuracy. You know, they're not happy to just get it in the hoop. They want to get it swish every time. And so I'd drive around and I'd keep my uh my speed on a set speed, maybe it's 60 miles an hour. One mile an hour above or below is not good enough. I have to be able to keep my speed right there, playing at that level of finesse. And I would try and hit the uh the reflectors on the road as well. You know, you hear the and you and when you run over these reflectors, right? I'd always try and hit those when I'm changing lanes. It's not just an accidental lane change. Oh yeah, I've got plenty of room and move over. I'm waiting to hit the reflector and know exactly where my tires are, you know? So those are some principles for learning. Like how can I tighten that? And, and, you know, um, there's a time when done is better than perfect, but then there's a time Mm. when let's do it better. What else can we do here? Let's, let's make the perfect video. What would the perfect podcast look like? You know what? And just really strive to get that. Um, because when you are shooting for the moon, if you miss your target, you'll land in the stars, as they say, and I forget who quoted that, but that's a beautiful example of that. Um, so I'm out driving trucks and I'm out doing rigging, working different events. Um, I'm working Right now, uh, doing a few days driving a forklift at a an event that we're setting up called the balloon a balloon museum here in Atlanta, and um, you know I've done fireworks. I was in the Army Reserves in Australia for a little bit, getting paid to keep fit and and shoot guns. Of course, um, <laughs> I've been a, a driving instructor. I've been a, a truck driving instructor, um, and I've done lots of other things as well that you know I don't need to. Uh, brag about, but there's just so many different life experiences that I can I can pull from. Um, and you need that when you're in the film industry, because you never know what the next thing is. They want a guy that looks like me to drive a truck, but maybe I can't drive a truck. Well, I better get to the level that I can drive a truck to the what they want. And it can be a little bit tough because you're trying to be all these things to all people and be Olympic level at, you know, horse riding and fire and swimming and all this kind of stuff, it's possible. I've seen people do it. You know, you think about a decathlete. A lot of stunt people are like decathletes. They're very fit. Mm. Um, cardio and strength and driving and mental skills. Um, so it is possible, but it's not likely for a lot of people. And, and I'll tell you why it's not likely. It's got nothing to do with um, physical limitations, but I think it's got everything to do with your, your heart limitation. What does your heart actually want? Um, I think a lot of people in the film industry myself included at times have chased significance and we've done things that we think the industry wants, but it really doesn't feel good. So that's why nowadays I stick towards the, um, uh, the trucks and, and, you know, other skills. I've I've got plenty of stunt skills, but I'm not trying to be the world's best at everything else. Like I might've at some point, especially when I was younger. So, Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of things there for sure. Yeah. About, uh, following your, following your heart in that through those, those skills, um, and well, uh, Brett, I, I I really yeah, appreciate go
0: that it. because because it's you. I think that's something that we do, especially when we're young. Right. I, I've fallen prey to that too, chasing these ideals or what we think we want or significance. Mm. You said significance. I've certainly spent good parts of my life chasing significance. And I was also, often the most unfulfilled and unhappy in those moments. And it was because I was chasing the ideal of what I thought others wanted or or even this false ideal that I was telling myself and and there's a lot of wisdom in that because a lot of times we can spend our whole life chasing these ideals that aren't close to our heart that aren't connected to what really matters to us and the fact that you you are you're ebbing and flowing with this career and you're seeing things differently and you're learning to to look at things from a different perspective i love that you talk i mean effectively when you're talking about intentionality like that that's the growth mindset right bringing bringing the level of intention that we do to any activity that we may be participating in to grow, to get better. When I learned about the growth mindset, my life really changed, but, but it's it, our success is really what we make it, isn't it? It's, it's defined mm-hmm. by what lives in our heart. And if we're not honoring that, if we are chasing these ideals or illusions, we can spend a lot of our life in, in unhappy places or unfulfilled places. Happy is, I think, a. I think happiness is very overrated in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. Brett, to be honest. Um, I'm sure you can relate to this. I think as I've gotten older and as a man, I've come to realize that I I love challenges. I love hard things. Like if it's the Mm -hmm. right kind of hard, right? Not just unnecessary hardship, but I've learned to lean into challenges and find fulfillment in overcoming challenges. And it sounds like you being a stuntman for 15 years, you've had success in your career. But you're also going through, you're going through that shift and figuring out what is it really that I want to do now? And it it sounds like you're, you're openly exploring that.
1: Definitely. Yeah. When I, you know, started out as a kid, um, you know, my path was for a little while. I, I went through a lot of different phases wanting to do certain things. My mother was a librarian, um, and she still is, um, and you know, that love of stories definitely contributed. Uh, mm. But she was also a librarian at a firefighting university in Australia where I grew up. And so being around uh, fire trucks, you know, I'd, I've got pictures from when I'm like one or two sitting in fire trucks at this firefighters university. And, uh, you know, being around that kind of, um, that type of energy of helping people, I think might have rubbed off on me at a young age by fire trucks were always really cool as they often are for young boys. But, uh, you know, going from firefighting and being around that to stories. And then when I was like five, six, seven, uh, that was sort of when flat screen TVs came out, and, and friends down the road had a big surround sound system and stuff like that. Um, and we'd watch a lot of movies and these big action films from the 90s that you might remember uh, oh, with yeah. Speed and, you know, The Matrix in the uh, second half of the 90s and things like that. Those Those were big movies that, Uh, I grew up with, and there was something about that that I loved where, you know, someone can be inspired, someone could be having a bad day and they'll come away feeling better about their life, they'll feel like they're seen, they'll feel significant, they'll feel connected, they'll feel heard, uh, they'll feel like without having to do anything other than just experience a movie that there's a part of them in that movie reflected back to them, and they will Mm. feel seen. By something inanimate like that something that is not directly uh, connecting with them and so when I moved when I became a teenager I moved to the idea of you know many computer games and working with visual effects and that sort of thing and I became very good at um, uh, you know building worlds in 3d landscapes and stuff on blender back then very and, cool and making making short films but it ends up leading towards... Um, Uh, wanting to make movies for those original reasons that I mentioned. Mm. And there was just something about that. It was a beautiful gift to be able to give someone, to be able to entertain them for a short period of time. But nowadays, you know, I think I don't just want to entertain someone. Um, I know that at this balloon museum I'm building right now, I'm just driving a forklift. I'm getting paid really well. It's a few days of some some money. And, uh, you know, it's not my life goal to be a forklift driver, but the guys I'm working with are really cool. And we're building Mm -hmm. something that is going to be amazing here in Atlanta. And I know a lot of kids and adults are going to come through and experience this balloon museum, all these different artworks created with different balloons in all sorts of crazy ways. And there's a beautiful entertainment there. And maybe that inspires something else. So I'm contributing just by being a forklift driver. I didn't create the art, but I'm bringing what I can to that. And there's something cool about that, that, you know, I don't know if I'll go to the event, but maybe I'll drive past at some point at the very least, just to see Hey, I did that. You know, just seeing people running in excited to see this thing. I left my mark on that. But where I want to go, Brandon, is not just the, the uh, connecting to someone through entertaining them, but having more of a direct effect on people. Right. Um, movies are great. You know, my, my movies and TV shows that I've been on have been seen by millions of people. And that's kind of cool. You know, when you realize you just play a little <laughs> part, you did a little stunt in one movie that's been seen by millions of people. That's pretty cool. But um, I want to have more one-on-one connections with people through public speaking, through workshops. I love doing facilitation uh, of workshops and uh, games that can just give people a little switch uh, switch over something in their mind to give them an aha moment. Um, and also coaching as well, doing one-on-one coaching sessions because um, you know entertainment's nice, but there's an aspiration I think I have in it. It sounds kind of egotistical to say it out loud maybe, but... You know, I want to have effects on people that in 50 years' time, they remember that experience that I gave them and and that lesson that I gave them maybe because their mind was cracked open so much that they couldn't unsee or unhear the things that they'd seen. And their perspective was now just shifted in a whole different paradigm. Um, and, it, you know, maybe it's egotistical, maybe it's not, but it's just an aspiration um, to have that. I don't have to do it with everyone. I'm attached to it but that's the goal of of being the best in that way and giving such an experience to to my clients.
0: Yeah. I love that, Brett. I don't think it's egotistical at all, man. And I think to me it sounds like you're going from a that's that's shifting from that materialistic, status-oriented perspective into more of a meaningful, making an impact perspective. I've I've gone through a very similar journey, and I think I think there are many people out there, Brett, that are going through similar things. We get caught up in the chase of materialism and status and money and doing all these things. But humans are driven by meaning. We're driven mm-hmm. by service and purpose. And no matter how much money or status we may have, and you can see this in people around the world that are incredibly, quote unquote, successful. And they have all this money, but they're not fulfilled. And it's because we're we're more than just these fleshy bodies. You know, we're, we're mm-hmm. out in the world to make connections, to make impacts. And. I think what you're aspiring to do is reach deeper into that spiritual component of who we are as humans, man. Like, I genuinely believe in the human soul and spirit, and that calls us forward. I mean, when you look at our world, all the beautiful art and music, I mean, I love film as well. My wife and I are huge film fans, but there is a distinction between... Movies and films and shows that we watch that entertain us or distract us, or the ones that inspire us to change, to to make an impact in the world, to reach out and help somebody in need, or or help them in a way that can la- have a lasting impact, as you've described. I think that's a very honorable and noble thing to pursue. I truthfully, I wish there were more men and young men seeking to do those things as opposed to status or chasing women and and money and all of these things. I learned a lot about becoming a father and a husband that I didn't know when I was younger. And I wish that I had realized then what I know now. And I, I, you know, I think it's important for for men like you and myself to be talking about these things because there may be young men out there who are also in that pursuit of those material things, not realizing that What they're truly after is that impact, that ability to make, to have service and be of service in your community and to have a lasting positive impact on your community, man. There's, that's a very underrated component in our society, isn't it? Running away from
1: um, a lot of my problems as a teenager. And I think, you know, not to bash anyone's parents or any, or school or upbringing or anything like that, because I think we grow up where we grow up. And we make do with what we have and everyone's doing the best they can with what they have. You know, our parents and our teachers and everything like that. It's it's what we've got. So I know that I didn't have the resources. I felt like I, uh, in many ways, wasn't heard or seen under some circumstances. And so uh, I would run away and and play 10, 12, 16 hours of computer games uh, some days, you know, To avoid the um, uh, the responsibility because I'd I'd tried a couple of times to do what I felt like I was told I needed to do and what I believed I needed to do, but I said, well, you know, fuck it, like let's uh, this is more fun for me, this is easier for me, um, this is a lower what I thought in the short term at least was it's a lower risk and a higher reward both stimulation and validation. Cause I'm in this world in this computer game that I can control. And and I definitely know that I got addicted to computer games and that kind of stimulation. Um, and then I, I realized I was addicted when I moved to Melbourne and I wanted to change that addiction, but I still had this kind of, uh, desire for stimulation, you know? And I think that young men and, and also young girls out there as well, who, um, are struggling, it's quite possibly because they're overstimulated. You know, social media, uh, we can talk all day about pornography as well. I think that's rampant in uh, the the young people, the, the culture of young people these days. I've often, um, I wouldn't say I'd struggled with pornography, but I had a, a connection to it. I think, you know, on a scale of like zero to five, five being, you know, you can't function and you have to go to hospital because an addiction is so bad. I think a lot of us are like on a, Two or three kind of level where it's like a social addiction, you know. Yeah, sure. I'm just gonna um, watch social media yeah. every night when I get home from work, uh, or Netflix, or I'm gonna have a. a ju- oh, it's just one glass of wine. Sure, it's seven days a week, but it's one glass of wine every day. No judgment, but um, uh, I think we need to listen to that and and realize that that's not a conscious decision that we're doing. And people say, myself included. Well, if I wanted mm. to quit, I, I if you know, if I needed to quit, I could. Um, and maybe we have quit for a couple of days and then we're back onto it again and that's not really <laughs> quitting um, and it comes to down to truly listening to who we are Brandon I think and, and understanding what it is that we want to create um, sure social media great way to connect with family and friends on the other side of the world I live in the US my family lives in Australia um, you know pornography is a fun a fun experience to have with yourself or with a partner um, Netflix a whole bunch of great content, you know. But is that movie that you're watching on Netflix the one that you really want to watch? Is that really going to light your fire and is that something you're really excited about or are you just binging 10 seasons of whatever because oh, you watched the first two and it was really good so you had to get through all 10 seasons. So um all that to say, I think a lot of people are overstimulated these days and I know I had to work hard to change my stimulations from computer games um, to, uh, social media and then to YouTube, which is slightly more educational, but I realized I was still addicted to the stimulation from YouTube and the doom scrolling and finding that new video. That's going to be 10 minutes. Um, when really it's like, okay, what do I want to do? I want to learn. Okay. Maybe I should, um, put more effort in and boost my, uh, reward, uh, the input reward system that I have to, get benefits that are more in line with what I want and who I am and go out and struggle for it a little bit. You know, we can just punch it on our phone that we want food, get DoorDash or eats. We don't have to go out and hunt for food anymore. So there's very little reason for us to be putting effort in and hunting, um, physically hunting with a spear, uh, our monthly food, you know. Um, And then only when we run out of money, do we go back and work? And we're all overstimulated. And I think our dopamine systems are all out of whack in this day and age. Um, so speaking directly to young people out there, if I had advice for them, I would say, be careful what you have on your walls because you'll manifest it. Be careful what you speak because uh, that's getting that's energy getting passed around. And be careful what you're taking in because that is, that is stimulation. And if you're chasing the higher stimulation thing, the pornography, the social media. Oh, I'm not chasing it. I'm just using it. It's like, okay. But is that what you want to create? Um, well, the money, if I had the money, I would I would have the cars and I would have all the women and I would Okay, but is that what you want? Do you want to have five women? Maybe if you want to be polyamorous, that's fine. You know, I don't think many of us want the things that we want if we truly get down to it. Um no judgment, but it takes a few layers of peeling off that overstimulation of the women, the fast cars, the money, the pornography, whatever. And we get down to the baseline. It's like, well, fuck, I just want to be happy, you know? And we get down to that baseline. It's actually very simple. We just, a lot of us just really want a house and a family and and a, an opportunity to wake up with a purpose every day um, and to, to give and receive love. Um, I think we have to go around the mulberry bush a couple of times and take different stimulations and have life experiences and Prior a truck business to realize, you know, I love trucks, but I'm not meant to be a truck business owner. Perhaps my mind is benefited to being a consultant or a coach, I'm um, an expert witness in truck cases, that kind of thing. But it took me the experience. It, had, it made me have the experience, um, to, uh, I had to have the experience to come back to realize, yeah, okay. That's not for me. That's not for me to use my metaphor again, Brandon, about the, uh, the shirts, you know, you got agreed,
0: man. Uh, well said, Brad. That's there's a lot of there's a lot of power in what you just shared, and I think you know, that's where that self reflection component really comes into play is is taking the time to really think about what we truly want. And and to your point, it's dude. I've done it. I've I've been in I've been heavy video game usage when I was young. I started watching porn when I was nine. I had no idea how how bad that was for me. It almost broke my my she's now my wife but at the time we were dating it almost broke our relationship because my sexuality and my mind around relationships was so skewed and what the difference was Brett. and this is this is how i know that this stuff is this is why we have to be cautious is because it truly does start to warp our perception of reality and if we're not careful those things that like you were saying. We use these small justifications, but they add up over time. And if we're not careful, we can lose everything that matters to us by those daily small justifications because that's what ends up compounding because everything compounds in life, whether it's the things we Mm -hmm. want or it's the things we don't want. If we're feeding the things that we don't want, that compounds. And so it was my direct experience with with realizing how unhealthy my relationship was with my sexuality with women all of that was driven by what I was learning from porn and what I've learned from porn and culture and just I mean you talked about it chasing money and I've come to realize too man like having a family and being married is it's hard dude it's hard being a parent is hard but man I would not trade it for anything I was I, mm-hmm. compared to where I am now to where I was then I mean my life is fulfilling it's it's I feel a sense of satisfaction that I've never felt before. And I know that that's because I have a loving partner, a wife that truly loves me. She cares about our daughter. I have a daughter that, dude, I can't tell you how phenomenal it is to have my little daughter having her arm around my neck, giving me kisses and telling me that she loves me, man. It's like, it's, it's, and there's a lot of young men out there that I think get caught in that chase that they don't realize that the real value is, as you were saying, is the simple things, man, getting back to the core of that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we're not made to sit at computers for 12 hours a day, playing a game that doesn't have an impact on anything. It's, it's only distracting Mm -hmm. us from ultimately the hard things that we need to do in our life. And I think we were talking about this earlier. I've just come to realize that leaning into those hard things are where we find fulfillment. That's what makes life so enjoyable. That's what makes life so satisfying is the opportunity to overcome and learn and grow and challenge ourselves and to create something, like to contribute to the world, to have a legacy of some kind. It doesn't have to be this insane legacy, but just having a legacy of a family where you love your kids, mm-hmm. you you treat them well, you treat your partner well, that's a legacy, man. Like when you're when you're gone, do you want to be known for that or do you want to be known? Maybe you do. And again, I'm not I'm not harping on. I don't like to harp on the video games and stuff, but it's just so easy to slide into a life of consumption. And we we throw away our opportunity to create something of meaning. And that's. It's a warning in a way, Brad. I think for, for, dude, we grew up in this time, right? You and I both are around mm-hmm. the same age. We grew up with video games and porn and all this stuff being readily accessible. We didn't know what it was doing to us as young men. If I'd known now, dude, what I knew about porn, I would have stopped years ago. <laughs> years, years. Yeah. But it's just, that's why I think it's important to talk about these things, isn't it? It it is, and
1: it's it's tough, Brandon, because you know you're a driven person with a vision, as am I. Uh, whatever, however, that vision comes to us, it doesn't matter. But we have a vision of who we want to be and where we want to be in five, ten, fifty years' time, whatever it might be, the contributions we want to make, and we have to be careful because you know if we push ourselves healthily and consciously in the right direction for an extended period of time, those uh, results are going to compound, as you say, and I love that, you know, everything compounds, good and bad, you know, money, love, relationships, service, <laughs> all that stuff. If we keep going in that direction, you know, we are in danger of the um, the little voice in our head. Maybe it's a friend that comes in and says, you know, you work so hard, why don't you take a holiday uh, or that kind of thing. Um, you know, I've been blessed that I haven't really had to be pay. I haven't had to pay to travel uh have a vacation recently, because I just have enough experiences um, traveling through dr- driving trucks and buses, and um, you know, for film work. Like I've got a potential job coming up in Vietnam in a couple of months, which, fingers crossed, it goes through. Wow. Um, but there's there's people that try and talk us out of that. And say, you know, you just you look unhealthy, Brandon. You know, you've been doing so you know so much work on your podcast. Why don't you take a holiday? And you say, yeah, maybe I should. Or you know. We allow ourselves to get talked into these other things. Um, nothing right or wrong about that, but it just we just get off track and we think, well, maybe I'll just take a vacation, or maybe, you, you know, know, maybe a couple of hours of just playing on a video game wouldn't be so bad. And really, it's not to just play a couple of hours here and there. Um, but we have to be mindful of what it is that we're trying to create, and I, I do think. We have to allow, our, you know, we get so well-worn. Let's do this thing. Let's build the podcast. Let's become the stuntman. Let's train. Let's, let's keep building all those skills in that direction. But I think we have to open it up every now and again too to just bring in a bit more stuff and just mix the pot around and create a little bit of chaos, but then close the doors down and rebuild. Mm. So there's a dance, again, coming back to the theme of dancing, um, you have to allow that dance. You're opening and closing the gates, letting in certain things and feeling what that mix of energy looks like. Um, we have to try different partners. We have to try different friends, different jobs to, to see what it feels like. Um, and that is the danger of the entrepreneurial ADD creative, uh, is how, how often, when, and how (laughs) wide do we open those gates to let in new things? Um, because I often find myself, um, you know, I love learning and I get stuck in the intellectual stimulation too much. Um. And, you know, I've mentored a couple of people in business and property investing over the years. And uh, I had a friend say recently, she was going to go for her first property investment. And um, uh, she said, well, you know, if I I lose my, she's going to put $5,000 down on this house or whatever. She kind of didn't have the money, but she she really wanted to do it. And, you know, I was excited for it. I was living vicariously through it. But she said, well, if I lose the money, at least I'll have the experience. I'm like, no, 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 don't put that out to the universe that you're going to have the experience because you want to do it for the money. But it is one of the currencies to have this intellectual uh, experience and exposure and more knowledge. But same with the truck business, you know, I can beat myself up that I um, didn't make any money. I did, but, you know, I didn't make the money and the cash flow and the, the consistency I wanted. But I did learn a lot about myself more than I thought and and how I respond to challenges and problems and how I hire people and how I manage people. That gift alone in hindsight, you know, it's worth it. I, I wouldn't say that Wouldn't I had all that, those, those mornings waking up with anxiety about how I'm going to pay the next, <laughs> you know, truck payments in the next month. Um, but. There is other currencies out there, and we have to be mindful of what we're creating, and, and realize that there's layers to that. I, I think,
0: yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, Brett. And I think that's, and I love this, the notion of creation and contributing and building is is really what it's about because we are creators at the end of the day. And you said it, if if you because look, man, I when I want to when I want to like I watch sports. If I want to take a break and kind of I, I watch sports, I'll take some time to do that, or. I watch anime. I, I like to watch some anime shows mm-hmm. as a way to relax and kind of unwind sometimes, but that's not at the expense of the priorities that I have around what I want to create, the vision that I have for my life, the fam- my family, you know, like if that's why knowing what matters to us and having that vision and I love that you said that, sometimes you do have to kind of open the doors up, make a little chaos in there, to to shake things mm-hmm. loose a little bit, learn from it. But what I've found Brett is there's an internal true north that stays with us and when we honor mm-hmm. that it can guide us. It's not always the currency of money as you mentioned, the currency of experience, the currency of self-knowledge is is un it's invaluable in this world and that to me is what you're pointing to is sometimes we have to muck things up, make mistakes to gain the knowledge about ourselves so that we can continue on and and become a more evolved version of who we are and, and how we're gonna show up in the world. But I think the thing is, is we gotta prioritize that creation though, right? We gotta prioritize the impact that we wanna make in the world. And the recharging, the disconnecting, the kind of checking out is important. We gotta, we gotta rest and reset, but I think everything's upside down right now in our world. It's society looks at consumption and prioritizes comfort and consumption and entertainment at the expense of true knowledge and, and service and meaning. And and that's the danger that I see. And that's the danger that I fell into, man. That's the trap that I fell into. And so it, it is realizing again, that what we feed is going to grow regardless of what it is, even if we're telling ourselves, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm just doing this for now, which is okay, but it's easy to to build habits that slide into years if we're not careful. And, and I think that's just because truthfully, Brett, I, I absolutely have regrets in my life. Like I, there are things that I wish I would have learned earlier that I would have shifted on that I haven't, you know? And so I don't want to pretend like I've got all these things figured out and that everything's peachy keen all the time because man, there's, there's things that I wish I knew when I was younger that it took me a long time to learn kind of the hard way. So it's, mm-hmm. I appreciate you being vulnerable and open about this too, because people are really good at presenting an image to the world and not sharing these inner struggles that we all face. And we're not going to progress unless we can be honest about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And some um... The it's, it's kind of funny, you know, we're more connected in this world now, Brandon, as you know, with the social media and internet, uh, it, but we're more disconnected. And it's it, I think it's because, you know, when we walk out on the street, it's yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And how's your day? Everything's good. Thanks for asking. How's yours? Oh, mine's fantastic. Um, but we don't really want to bother people and people don't want to be bothered with, actually, my life sucks right now. That's how it feels to me because I'm selling my truck business. Or I think my daughter hates me or whatever. And it's just this little one moment of this one phone call. You feel like your life's falling apart and that's your snapshot. And you don't want to share it with people because uh, they probably don't need to hear the whole, the whole uh, autobiography of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. So you keep it to yourself and you fake it. And, and we've gotten this opportunity to, to leverage and explode our faking, uh, just the parts that we do fake. I mean, we're talking to strangers. Um, through social media and you know, I'm I'm really proud to say that I am very rarely on social media anymore. I still have my accounts and stuff and I'll get on to check a few things or just a few groups that I'm a part of when I need to. Um, But I'm really proud to say that I've weaned myself off of that. And that now instead of looking to social media or these other different things or looking, I still do a little bit with YouTube and that's okay for me. That's still my outlet a bit, but nine times out of 10 when I come home these days, I will open my phone and I'll go to my habit tracker and I've got a list of like 20 or 30 things there, meditate, exercise, blah, blah, blah. Did I avoid sugar and processed foods today? Did I take my supplements today? Did I well, mm. weigh myself on my scales, which does my body fat content and, and muscle mass and everything like that? So I'm keeping track, ticking these things off. Some of these things take 30 seconds. Some of them take an hour or something like that. I'm never perfect but I get to see this tracking metric and I've got this one place to go to. Don't get fucking distracted, Brett. Don't look on social. Don't, this is exactly what you got to do. There's, there's like four places I look for stuff, Brandon, my to-do list, my calendar, my habit tracker on my heart. And that's where I go for what I need to be doing mm. right now, you know, and maybe I'll check in with a a friend I or a family member or something like that. And, and maybe something will come up where I can serve them, but there's opportunities in there for you know getting a bit loose and stopping to talk to a stranger or um you know dropping something to go and hang out with a friend for sure but that's only if i if i want to because i've got this structure and i just needed that so much with my i, I don't know if i have ADD or ADHD i'm sure i probably do someone would give me a diagnosis if i asked for it you know but uh that's <laughs> where i come back to and that's what i need is this list and this place to focus um right. and so that's that's what i created for myself and i've been doing it now for several months to that extent um you know i've done it off and on in different other capacities but to have so much focus on those four areas um that's it's been a beautiful gift that i've given myself in that way mate to just have such a central focus of uh what to do right now
0: yeah love that brett well and that that kind of having systems like that to operate in a world that's full of noise and distraction is so critical because it's Mm -hmm. if you're trying to go through the day winging it, if you want to achieve anything, it's going to be very difficult. If your only interest is comfort and consumption and feeling good, then you can do that. You can allow your your desires, the pulls to lead you around and you can just we can distract ourselves endlessly every day. But if you want to be intentional about your life, you want to build something of meaning, that is what you have to do, right? You have to find these structure and systems that can help support our goals like that. I love that. It's mm-hmm. and that to me, that can it doesn't have to be this overly complicated thing either. Like what you described is not some crazy insane system. It's a very very somewhat simple system, but you rely mm-hmm. on it every day, you lean into it. That's how you stay on course. Like because it's it's so easy to get off track. And I think that's a very practical piece of information that you shared that people could effectively apply in their own life. I do very similar things. My calendar, I've got a habit tracker. I've got a mm-hmm. project management tool that I use for all the tasks and things that need to get done. Dude, if I didn't have that stuff, I would go insane. And I know I can tell if I haven't brain dumped or I'm not organized enough, Brett, based on my anxiety levels. I can feel mm. it. If I'm not, If I've got a lot of free floating stuff around in my head, which, and I have a lot of ideas, it sounds like you do as well, that helps ground that information and keep me on track and and get it out of my head and get into a system. And I think it's crucial that we define those things for ourselves and we use technology to help support our, our objectives and, and get away from the distractions. Cause it's just so easy to be distracted all day long, man.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I just want to commend you there too, Brandon. I love what you said about, you know, if this doesn't happen in this way, I'm going to get anxiety. And when I get anxiety, I know I haven't done this. And you know that the two are so uh, intrinsically linked for you. Um, I I just love that. That's like, it it just lights me up to know that there's someone out there like you who's so self-aware. And I wish that that type of stuff could be taught in school. Um, and and treat, that's what i teach in a lot of my workshops and keynotes and and coaching is how do we listen to what we have going on our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts and and listen to the subtext of those and figure out what's going on what we need to do um i love that you are just like yeah i've got i can imagine you doing it at home i've got anxiety it's because of xyz well shit i better go up and do that <laughs> you know um for me i'm kind of the same i have um when I've had depression off and on over the years, it's because I'm getting in my head. Um, I've got, as my friend would say, I got my head up my butt, and I'm not getting into action, and I'm <laughs> and I'm getting a bit of self-loathing going on, um, and I'm not taking action. I'm not, uh, I'm not taking self-responsibility, and I'm not acting externally. That's that's the difference. I'd I'd flip it otherwise, um, and I'd be stuck in my own head thinking I could figure it out, but there's nothing to figure out. Just get in there. If, if I don't have money, go out there and start looking for opportunities to serve people. You know, it's it's quite simple, really. Um, and anxiety is something I have it less really of a personal connection with, but there's a language there for that, too. Um, when I get angry about something, I know that there's a part of me that is feeling self-righteous and expectant of something, and I'm attached to a certain outcome, and I feel like somebody has wronged me for some mm bs expectation or arbitrary rule that i've probably set in my own mind but nobody else is following the rule of so um i can go on and on about more of those emotions that mm. i have um and that but i love working workshops with people on that like okay how often do you get angry when do you get angry yeah probably get more angry than i realize more often you know uh and okay cool let's take a look at that what What does that mean for you so there's a the beauty in that brand and again mate it's super cool to just hear you so easily articulate what you uh, what you just shared, there is is beautiful.
0: Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. I mean, it's it you know, it's taken me a long time to get to that point to where, and it's it's all through reflection to your to your point. I mean, that's mm. really the only way I've learned from other people. I've read a lot and i've I've reflected on these things and and that's why being in tune with where we are, our emotional is so critical. And i you spoke to a few things there. I think as men in particular, action is so crucial for us to get out of that depressive mm. anxiety state. If we find ourselves in that state a lot, it's often because we're not doing the things that we know we need to be doing and we're in mm-hmm. our head. I mean, you mentioned that. I, I, it's so important as men that we we learn to decipher and and manage our emotions and, and take action around how we're feeling. I know for you, as a stuntman, I imagine this is what you're teaching in your workshops and what you're sharing when you do your speaking engagements is how to manage your emotional states. Because as a stuntman, you can't succeed in doing these insane things if your emotions are all over the place, your fears getting the best of you, you're you're thinking about all the stuff that could go wrong. Like that creates this emotional environment in yourself and so I would imagine that you you have had to learn to navigate those things to be successful as a stunt person. What would, would you I'd be curious about your perspective on that. And how ties how it ties into your work?
1: For sure. Yeah, like Thinking to, you know, the the truck work or being a stuntman, you know, being a coach as well. Uh, If I get offered a public speaking job, for example, um, there's, you know, instantly uh, you get any kind anything like that, whether it's trucks, public speaking or stunt, let's use those three as an example. Um, You don't get the answers to all the questions right up front. And in fact, it kind of unfolds as you go through the job. And when you first get some kind mm. of thing and you think, well, oh, maybe, oh, gee, that'd be cool. It'd be nice to get paid to do that. Well, gee, what could I do? And your mind starts trying to get all the answers, but I realize that you don't need to get all the answers. You just need to get one. And let's say it's public speaking. Okay. It's such and such a school or such and such an organization. They, they reached out and asked me my availability for a talk. Don't know what the talk's about or what they want it for, what the event is. Maybe I'll just do a quick Google search and Google the company just to get an essence of what that is. Um, And that gives me a sense of power to move forward with that. Uh, A lot of the times with uh, with stunts, for example, you show up on set, maybe you're on the bottom of the totem pole, you don't have a script, you just know that you're driving a vehicle that day and it'll be whatever it's gonna be. Well, maybe if you've been given the vehicle, I'll get to know the vehicle, I'll just explore it. Don't know what the scene is yet, but move towards that, take a couple of steps, uh, shake hands with a few people, let them know I'm here and to help them out, uh, whether they're on my level or above or whatever, just start interacting with people, get a sense of, uh, the landscape and the lay of the land and same with trucks. Um, you know, if I get in a, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a job right now as well, actually driving, uh, celebrity coaches, uh, as a way, cause I think there's going to be another, um, another strike happening in the film industry. So it might be less stunts and, you know, a bit of public speaking but also a little bit of driving in there. I still want to keep my hands on the on the wheel a bit. So, you know, to step into that role every time, new vehicle, new bus, new client, maybe I haven't got the full package. Let me go and sit in the bus for a bit, do a look over, do what we call a pre-trip inspection when you start uh, inspecting it. Um, that's one thing I'm legally required to do mechanically, check it all out, but also just sit in the bus, just start to feel it, get comfortable as a driver in it. So all that mm. stuff, helps me to alleviate my anxieties and fear. And I think anxieties is just uh, uh, the mind trying to be that uh, that perhaps over keen or overzealous um, intern that's like, oh, I can do that. Let me help you. It's like, hang on, slow down, slow down. Let's just wait a second. Uh, let's just answer one <laughs> question at a time. We don't have to have all the answers to us. Um, and that's what anxiety is, is just that feeling of bringing too much from the potential future, not probable future, just potential future into the present moment. And we just can take one little bit at a time. And you know this from prioritization and project management, just one step. If you can just get out of bed every day and complete one task on your goals, Brandon, it's uh, it's quite magical what you achieve. That compounding again over the years, that's 365 tasks in a year or 366 this year since we're in a leap year. So... Um, it's quite beautiful and how simple that is.
0: Yeah. So true, man. And I think that's in particular for men, really leaning into the action side of things. I love that, Brad. That's, it's very practical too. And it's, it's understated how much you can do by just taking that type of approach to everything in life. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Well, Mm Brett, listen, I've really enjoyed this conversation, brother. What I'd love to hear is, and I do this with all my guests is a parting message that you'd like to share with the audience and then how can people get in touch with you if you're, if they're interested in learning more about what your, your work and, and what you got going on?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon, uh, for this chat as well. I do love these longer, deeper chats. You know, we, we, um, you know, it was unscripted. You just, I just connected with you straight away when we spoke a month ago. And, uh, you know, I think there's a beautiful metaphor to that for the audience as well is just allow it to be whatever it's going to be and just show up. I know we had some technical glitches along the way on this uh, uh, interview as well. And <laughs> and we kept our cool and we just kept showing up and getting it done. Um, and that's what life is. That's a beautiful metaphor for life too. Um, so my parting message is, you know, just sit with the problem, just sit with it and it's nothing to figure out, but just try and find a way through and just keep living that life on the way through. Um, and I will say a, a little bonus one as well. I just want to, say how awesome you are for just listening to your uh, emotions there and i just want to remind other people in the uh, audience one more time to to sit with those emotions and just really get to know uh, their emotions like like you have and, and what i what i do to say yeah this is this is my anxiety and it's okay this is my depression it's it's a beautiful thing it's a gift to have it because it's a beautiful light on your dashboard to say yeah your fuel's running low or yeah, you need to pull the truck over now um, because you've got depression and you have to figure something out. So, um, yeah, thank you again for the opportunity. If people want to reach out to me, they can uh, find me at my website, a stuntmansguide.com forward slash momentum mastery uh, is one of the places where I have my. Um, actually, I'll say that again. Uh, my website is a stuntmansguide.com. And in particular, I like to guide people to uh, one of my programs that I have. Uh, a stuntmansguard.com forward slash momentum mastery. It's a one month program where we, uh, again, the compound interest, we overcome one fear every day for a month and uh, we start building that habit of overcoming fears, mm. uh, learning more about our emotions and really learning to flex that muscle of self awareness and being comfortable with the uncomfortable so that we can explore um, more things in the world and get out of our comfort zones and just get a lot more comfortable with that. So, um, yeah thank you again. You can also reach me on LinkedIn if you'd like, but I uh, would love to see you guys on my website sometime and uh, give you guys a coaching session. So appreciate it, Brandon. Thanks so much. And um, that's great. Yeah. We'd love to do it again sometime.
0: Awesome. Heck yeah, Brad. Well, I appreciate that brother. And I appreciate the the thoughtfulness there and the, the message. It's a great message to end the show on. I really appreciate you sharing your vulnerability, man. and And just that that mentality to just ride the wave like that. There's that's very valuable. So again, Brett, I appreciate you coming on, brother. I appreciate the love. Definitely. We'll have you back on in the future. We'll continue to dive deep in this. I'm excited to watch your journey, man, as, as you continue to evolve and, and flow with life. Cause that's what it's about really at the end of the day. So to the audience, I appreciate you as well. Obviously you're listening tuning into these long form conversations. It's really about being authentic and open and honest and hopefully you're getting value from that and finding insights that you can apply in your life because really that's what it's about at the end of the day is is listen to these things and then taking action, right? Taking action, one small action. If anything stood out in this conversation that you learned from Brett and I is just take one small action, apply it in your life bit by bit and it really can add up over time. So appreciate y'all's attention. And with that being said, until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.